Think about all the hundreds and thousands of women he lied to about the source of the sperm that he was using to impregnate his patients. Welcome back to Operation Evil. This is episode 57. It's called Killer Reviews, Our Father. I'm your host, Nayoka. I'll be hosting this episode by my lonesome this week. Rachel had a very busy week away for work training. So I said, girl, I got this. You relax. I'm going to do this episode by myself. But before I begin, I do have some housekeeping business for you. First, we have the Patreon bonus coming your way before the month is up. We have not forgotten. Now the big stuff. We have been recording nonstop since we started the podcast a year ago. I mean, we've been recording through holidays and we just haven't stopped. So we decided that we are going to take the month of August to just, I don't know, just to have a little break and refresh our minds and all that good stuff. But don't worry, we'll be back in September doing what we do. We have discussed revamping our Patreon tiers, and that is what we also decided to work on. So if you are currently part of our Patreon community, not only do we thank you and love you, but we changed the tiers just a little bit. Um, We changed... Well, we changed one tier, which was in the middle, and I added another tier. And if you want to go look at that, make sure you're still in the tier that you want to be in. Or if you don't belong to the Patreon and you decide you would like to support the show and check us out, the link is always in our show notes. So go check that out. But I did add a a tier. And there's more options. And um, yeah, just go check it out. And let's see here. So we did the Patreon. I'm trying to, I lost my place. Okay, so also talking about Patreon and changing our tiers around and adding one and all that good stuff. Uh, we have paused the billing for August since we are taking that month off and it will just resume as normal in September. Last and not least, we are putting out episodes every week right now and we think that we could give you better stories, better material, and it'd be better for us as well if we put them out every other week instead of every week. So we're going to try that for a bit. See how that works out. Let us know what you think. Hopefully, um, you will still love us and you will like it even better because it's not quantity, it's quality, right? Who knows? We might even throw in bonus episodes here and there. I mean, we're known to do that. Anyway, stick with us. Hang in there. We are just trying to make us the best possible versions of ourselves for you guys and for our podcast child. Now, on to the show. So my daughter told me 
the other day. She was like, Mom, I just watched this documentary on Netflix. You have to watch it. It's It made me so angry and made me feel this way and that way. And I'm like, what, what did you watch? And she said, it's called Our Father. You really need to watch it. So I did. I put it on. And wow, if you have not watched this, it's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, please do. I'm telling you, it is like one of the most evil stories that doesn't involve murder, but one of the most evil, creepy stories I have ever heard. It is insane. So I was like, this is what I want to talk about. Definitely what I want to talk about. So it's it starts off, this girl, she is like the first frame. It's like this girl at her bathroom sink. And on their sink, you see just tons of medications that she's taking. She's talking about her health. And she has like this autoimmune disease. And um, that just kind of gives you a glimpse into what what's to come. So she said she was from a family of like... They have like olive skin, dark hair, dark eyes. And here she was, this blonde, blue-eyed girl who just didn't look like her family. And she would just question her parents all the time about it. Like, am I adopted? It's okay if I'm adopted. I mean, she's like 10. And she's like, it's okay. Just tell me. I mean, she just never felt like she looked like them or she just felt different. And it turned out that her mother told her that she was just artificially inseminated with her. But um, so she knew from a young age that that's why she looked a little different. But she had hoped to maybe have like a sibling or two out there and maybe find them one day. And she contacted the doctor's office, but he told her on the phone that, her mother's records were burned and he no longer had them and that they don't use the same donor more than three times. So she kind of just dropped it. She's, she's grown at this point and, um, the whole 23 and me and ancestry DNA and stuff be, be, came out and became like very popular. And we've talked about DNA tests before on here. And of course I was one of those that did it pretty early on too, So she did it and she found that she had like several siblings out there and she's researching it and trying to find out how she's connected to people and looking through surnames and, and what have you. Well, long story short is the common surname with her DNA matches was the last name Klein. Well, the fertility doctor that her mother used was Dr. Donald Klein, and that was the matching surname. So she is, she's a very smart woman. Her name's Jacoba, and she pieces this together, contacts the people she matched with. Um, It becomes like a group of six or seven siblings at this point. There are half siblings, and they all have one thing in common and that is the fertility doctor from indiana donald klein and when they approach him he he denies it and she 
she reaches out to the attorney general and like tries to make a complaint and they pretty much ignore her. She reaches out to like different news stations and again, she's being ignored, but she doesn't stop. I mean, this woman is determined to get down to the bottom of it because she's like, you know, she wanted siblings and everything, but she was not expecting this turnout. So she was like, watching TV one day and noticed another reporter. And she's like, Oh, I didn't, I did not reach out to this one. I'm going to reach out to her. And she did. And this reporter, thankfully she believed her. She listened to her and she started digging at the truth. Well, the doctor did not like this, did not like it at all. And he called her Jacoba. He called Jacoba and was like, pretty much, trying to guilt trip her into like just dropping this whole thing. He said it would like ruin his marriage and he only did this a few times and he wouldn't, they wouldn't have more than like nine or 10 siblings out there. And she was like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't control her actions. And he, he was just not happy about that. Uh, the siblings that were coming forward, they would find like their tires slashed, um, just bad stuff going on. He would try to intimidate them to keep them from talking, but they never did back down. When he did meet up with these like six or seven, seven siblings, it was almost like he was trying to see which ones turned out the best. Like that's how they that's how they felt anyway. Like who has the better job and who has this and whatever, like what have, what have they done with their lives? So that was pretty interesting. But what happens is when the attorney general's office finally, like they didn't give up, they keep contacting them. When they finally took this case like seriously and they wrote, the doctor and he he denied ever having used his own sperm and when the state stepped in and had him take a dna test and he they had jacoba who made the complaint take a dna test they matched like 90 99.999997% dna so obviously um he was caught in that lie and he would be punished for it but before we go that far every time he said all oh, you wouldn't have more than 10 siblings there would be 15. And then when he said there wouldn't be more than 15, there'd be 32. Then there's 64. Then there's, by the end of this whole thing, there was 94 half siblings out there of his. And it's still counting. I mean, people are taking these tests every day and every day they worry about who, like, what's going to happen now? Like, who's going to pop up now? Because Jacoba does contact all of them and let them know what's going on. A lot of these things are all from the fertility doctor. Their mother is seeing the fertility doctor. And that's the thing that is kind of messed up is he would use his own sperm even when the husband was, was there with his sperm for the insemination. He was known for a great success rate in his practice, very well known and respected because he was the only one that would use live sperm. Never 
frozen. So when these couples would come in, they would have like this short time frame of coming in to get this procedure done. And instead of him using this married couple's, um, you know, goods, he would go into a different room nearby them, masturbate into a cup, and then come in and insert his own semen inside them. So he's acting like he did this favor for these couples by giving them the child that they always wanted. But these couples, I mean, they weren't all single mothers just wanting a child. These people, the fathers that thought they were the fathers and finding out they weren't, I mean, that's devastating. But what's really crazy about this story is why would somebody do this? Like, why why would somebody feel the need to have all these children out there that he's not part of their lives or anything? He kept good records up until he didn't want to. But it's just a little crazy to me because some think um, he was a very religious man he was an elder in his church. Um, some think he was associated with some kind of cult that was about, you know, spreading their seed everywhere. Then there was talks in the documentary about, I don't know, almost like he was a little, almost like a little racist and was trying to put out more like blonde hair, blue eye kids out there. Um, there was different theories going on. But when you think about it, I don't know if he would per se, I don't know if I would connect this to a cult thing, even though his favorite verse was like Jeremiah 1.5, something about, um, I knew you before you were growing in your mother's womb or something like that. I can't remember. But... Uh, I don't know. I don't think this would be religious. This is more of a, no, I'm no expert, but this is kind of like a mental illness. Like, is this guy playing God? Is he, what's the deal? I don't know. But let me see if I can find some more information on this guy. I pulled up a few articles and it said that um, he he was a very well-known fertility doctor, and he operated um, from 1979 to his retirement in 2009. He, let me see here, he finally admitted to using samples of his own sperm with his patients, without his patient's consent, but he was, this is the, the awful part, he was never criminally charged with anything directly relating to those acts, even having that DNA evidence showing that he did biologically father all these children because, so, okay, there wasn't any like laws out there that they could use for this situation. It, it was like, Mm, okay, because of this, a criminal statute was passed in 2019 addressing the type of harm that he committed, but there was just nothing in the law for him to be legally held liable. 
and to um, have a severe punishment. So generally, the statute for most civil medical malpractice cases is two years from the date of injury, but sometimes the statute of limitations can extend if you discover your injury at some point after those two years. Under the new civil fertility fraud statute, future civil actions for this type of harm have to be brought not later than 10 years after the 18th birthday of the child, or if that doesn't apply, then 20 years after the procedure was performed. If neither of these situations apply, then you have five years to file upon learning you were a victim of a civil fertility fraud. It's just um, from this. Okay, so at the end of the documentary, through DNA and all these tests out there now that I'm sure they never thought would be a thing, but is, I think they said 44 fertility doctors have done the same thing, but he was like the most like pro- prolific. Is that the word? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. He was, he was the, the worst of the worst. Um, he basically got a slap on the hand. Let me see here. Uh, 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 um, Okay, so he was charged with two counts of obstructing justice because he lied to the attorney general. And I think he had like a $500 fine. He had a felony on his record, but it did no jail time. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, He was 79 years old at the time of his conviction. So he already had like a full um, career in life. And they uh, he got his medical license taken away but i mean he was already retired at this point i don't know it just doesn't seem fair he received a one-year suspended sentence a 500 dollars fine and ultimately no prison time so very very little is known about where he's at today i'm sure his marriage is probably not on the up and up i mean can you imagine being his wife <laughs> finding out what he's done what a nightmare He did everything he could to silence his children from making the film, putting all this out on the media, just exposing him for the monster that he is. And what's amazing is when he was in court, like his church, like the people in the church actually like stood up for him. Like he was a good person. And it's just unbelievable unbelievable i mean his victims his victims had no one defending them and yet the judge even had some sympathy for this man and i don't understand why i mean yeah he was a respected doctor but we just saw what he did he had such a sickening secret using his own sperm on how many female patients i mean Half siblings are popping up constantly. His victims were under the impression that they were receiving either a donor sperm from someone else or the sperm of their husband. They never were informed that it was his. And he he is believed to have been using his own sperm on patients between 1979 and 1986 
Um, and he would just go in the bathroom or a different room next where they are laying there waiting for their procedure. Masturbating. I just, I don't know. It is just unbelievable. So if you have not watched this, please do. It is insane. I don't know how else to describe how insane this was, but this all started with Jacoba and what amazing lady she is. Such a brilliant, like strong woman. Oh, and I almost forgot. I almost forgot an important part of all this. He has an autoimmune disease and knowing that he still spread his seed out there and almost every single sibling has some sort of autoimmune disease. Like I said in the beginning, the first scene, you see Jacoba in the bathroom looking in the mirror, taking all her medication that is just everywhere on her bathroom sink because her health is so poor because of this man. It's not even stuff that runs on her mother's side of the family. And of course, their mothers feel like they were violated, raped, just in a different way. Um, I mean, they just not, they did not give consent. <sighs> this is just, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what else to say. But I definitely recommend watching it. Watch it for yourself. Form your own opinion. But to me, it just blew my mind that he got away with this because there is no law saying that what he did was a rape or what he did was a sexual violation or what he did was wrong because there's nothing that was ever addressed like this before in the law to make him accountable. Oh, it's just awful, 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 awful. So the two charges he got, let me see, they were for, so I'm, I'm looking at an article from Marie Claire, and it said, where is Dr. Donald Klein now? At the time of the article, which was in 2019, um, he was in his 80s and still living in his hometown in Indiana. He kept a low profile and still had many supporters in the community. Several of his children live in the area with some within blocks of him. Uh, if can you imagine you have like 94 half siblings and you guys are all in like a 25 mile radius or something, the chances of you dating someone that you could possibly be related to or your children dating someone they could be related to because he is just connected everywhere. That is. It's just such a terrifying thought. So I don't know. I don't I don't know how they deal with this on an everyday basis. Oh okay, I found the biblical phrase from Jeremiah 1 5. It is before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. That's what the exact quote was. Uh, his former church responded to the Netflix documentary in an interview with Fox 59, claiming that Klein had admitted to them that he had been unethical, but they had no idea of, of how bad his deceit was. They tell us if they knew what they know now, back then, 
then they would have removed his position of authority within the church. Klein has reportedly since moved on to a different church. The fertility law that was now um, passed in 2019 makes it illegal for fertility doctors to use their own sperm without their parents' consent, and it allows the doctor's victims, their spouses, and their children to sue in civil court. Unfortunately, Klein is one of the several doctors who have been discovered to use their own sperm in multiple patients over the past few years. There isn't currently a federal law that makes these doctors illicit inseminations a criminal offense. So that needs to be the next thing is make it a federal law. We need to protect people. Anyway, that's it. That's what I wanted to discuss is how crazy this documentary was. Thank you, Alexis, for recommending it to me, although it just made me a little angry. I do feel bad for for all these people and the parents and everyone involved. Hopefully, um, everyone is just being able to come together and and become a stronger unit. Hopefully, as they keep discovering more and more, they just can get better at handling this and helping that person understand what's going on. That's all I have. That is it. So thank you guys for listening to me ramble. It was really weird recording by myself. But that's okay. That's just fine. Hopefully Rachel listens. Anyways, we'll be back with our Patreon bonus episode. Other than that, we will be taking August off and we'll see you in September. And we love you. And we're always available on Facebook or Gmail at Operation Evil Podcast at gmail.com. So you can always reach out whenever you want. We're here for you. Other than that, check out our Patreon and our show notes and support the show. And that's it. Goodbye.